everybody, and welcome to Roleplay, specifically the Spark of Adama. I am your humble headmistress, Rowan, and I am joined by three lovely, lovely people. First of all, we've got Rachel Johnson. Hi, that's me. I'm Rachel. Who's your character, Rachel? I'm Eloise. (laughs) (laughs) This is starting off really well. We've got Kellen Cremines. Cody Calloway, an American in Hufflepuff that's a victim of interdimensional frights and enjoyer of Talladega Nets. Wow. Okay, we're stealing a structure, but that's okay. (laughs) I've had that in my notes for a month now. (laughs) And of course, we have Andrew Len. You're Hebos Remington, uh, who's not as important as he thinks he is. <laughs> All very, very good introductions. Um, Hebos checking his co-star and just smashing his phone. Well, welcome. I'm very, very excited to get started. So, first, let's get into our recap from last session. So, last time on Roleplay... Chaos descended after Luna Lovegood suddenly collapsed at the Shorewell Christmas Gala. Eloise's parents, Pippa and Lucian, calmed the panicked crowd with a story of a prank gone awry. Ginny, Hermione, and a distraught Neville took Luna into the master bedroom to work their magic on her, and the trio went upstairs, closely followed by the rest of the children, to charge Aunt Maggie's phone, gather information, and try to solve this very scary mystery. After hearing a loud crash from the master bedroom below, the trio ran down, prepared for a fight. Hebo shoulder-checked the Minister of Magic, making his way <laughs> into the room just in time to see Luna fade out of existence. Confused and frightened, Hebos ran out of the house and kicked off into the night sky on his broom, followed by Eloise on her hippogriff. Cody stayed behind and learned from the adults, specifically Aaron Remington, Hebos' father, that Luna was not from this plane, but was from the eternal plane, and that something had happened which severed her connection to the material plane and sent her back home. Many hugs and cheese toasties later, Hebos learned that his father was trusted with this information because he, too, was from the eternal plane, though he did not choose to leave and his connection had since been severed. The trio processed these horrific turn of events by watching Talladega Nights. However, (laughs) before falling asleep, they decided to sneak down and see what exactly was going on at the Shorewell Solstice Ritual. And that, my friends, is where we are now. Holy shit, we're doing it. Tell me how you make your way down, um, and we will go from there. You are upstairs currently still but have decided to sneak down and try to witness this ritual. I had an idea, and then I realized I don't. Well, okay, so um, I've been watching a little bit of Downton Abbey recently. Love it. And uh, you know how the servants' quarters, they have a different like stairwell and way, and just older English homes in general, that's like the servants were sequestered? is a fond way of putting it. Um, I'm wondering if the Shorewell house is old enough that there's still something like that in place in the construction of it. But I know we have that floor plan of it, and I don't think that's in there. Why don't we roll a luck check? A luck check to see if the Shorewell's ever owned 
to see no servants <laughs> okay right my bad that's paid yeah. servants <laughs> yeah um, and house elves but not anymore yeah, but those they did were, definitely those were them. slaves those were just <laughs> slaves <laughs> yeah let's roll me a luck check so uh just a straight up d20 11 through 20 is what you want one through 10 is what no yes that's what we're gonna do 11 through 20 is what you want i got a 13 oh fantastic yeah. so yeah, 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 yeah this this house is old enough indeed uh for there to be and you know exactly where they are because of your very close kinship with matilda so uh i guess to kind of stem from like us maybe using the servants uh like passages um where is the ritual being held oh would we um, know you would very easily be able to hear it um yeah it's so it's in it's in it's in the living room on the first floor i'm hoping hebos will be able to fit in the servants um yeah 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 um i'm only i'm only like five eleven, six feet tall right now yeah yeah <laughs> hebos right now is like tall for an 11 year old he's not like tall for a human yet you know, right so. true okay. true true yet. he's like my current size in real life so before before we go through the servants quarters should we do we want to talk about like what the plan is or is it or are we playing this one by ear no i think every time we try to play something by ear we're never on the same page but i also think every time we try to plan something out we still are not on the same page we're on the same page number in different books it feels like i feel like Um, this one is kind of one of the more simple plans it's just like stay together don't get caught right that's true usually our plan you know eloise maybe um, we should let hebo start coming up with the plans that might be the the, the x factor yeah yeah I guess, heb you know i guess you're the only one of the three of us that has not taken the charge of a plan so far do you want to give this one a go it's pretty straightforward all right look here's the play we sneak through the servants quarters passages and we don't get caught oh my god Cody like shares like a nod with Eloise. <laughs> Eloise is Eloise is looking expectantly and she mm-hmm. goes, "Oh, that's it. Okay. Um solid plan, this. very simple. The man's a natural. What can I say? Thank you. Thank simple you. for sure. Yes. Um am I going to have to disguise myself at all tonight because that is like not as reliable as I would like it to be. <laughs> if all goes to plan, no. If all goes to plan, and the plan is don't get caught. <laughs> the plan is so don't get caught. So if we do get caught, the plan you're gonna failed. Have to... Here's what I'm thinking, though. We we do have a good number of potential excuses or reasons why we're out so late. I'm always hungry. I'm hungry right now, even after all those cheese toasties. I could just say I was looking for a snack. Pretty simple. Cody, it's pretty, you know, I feel like people would expect you to do something like this. And Eloise lives I here. I sleepwalk real bad in, back in Talladega. So exactly. If just, yeah. So if you just pretend to be asleep, then it, it, it'll all work out fine. And, and Eloise lives here, so she could simply <laughs> say something like that. It's her house. If they get mad at her, she's like, I'm sorry, who lives here? Exactly. Like, who do you know here? <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, okay. your, your accent... Because, like, your voice is just, like, slightly up, and then your accent has gone a little bit more cockney, and I 
never want it to end. Like I, I, I want it to stay that way forever. I know. I was like, ever. damn, Heb has become such a sophisticate in this episode. Tonight, the role of Heb Swimmington will be played by Taryn Egerton. In <laughs> it started with the phrase, um, keep it simple. <laughs> and the word sim- simple, like you right, got well, into that. With, and it was it just simple, like, bro. Uh, Hebos, like when Hebos gets older, he's definitely going to start saying like, bruv. Keep it simple, bro. So, Eloise is going to turn to Heb. And she's going to say, Okay, well, um, I guess you can lead the way then. Stairwell's uh, down the hall to the right. And I guess Cody and I will follow you. Yeah. All right. Another another thing that I was thinking is we go down one by one. So that if one of us gets caught, we're not all three together because that would look more suspicious. Okay. Uh, that does make a sort of logical sense, but we have, I think we're like zeros in like seven in the times that we've split up and the times things have gone well for us, you know. But That's this is point. just a reconnaissance meeting or a reconnaissance, you know, whatever. Um, besides, yeah. you know, I don't think we can really so... be blamed for being curious about this. Okay, Aloys, do you know what this ritual is? I don't really know what goes on down there. Um, they don't really let me see it. It just seems like some standard magical fare, but I would have to imagine something about it's not right since they're so secretive about it and don't let children see. So, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is there's really no way for us to prepare ourselves for whatever's down there. Alright, I guess I'm not too opposed to, but what order do we want to stagger it in? Who wants to go first? Heb has to go first, it's his plan. I suppose I could lead the way. How long should we wait in between people? Probably just <laughs> probably just a yes. few seconds. Let's say like tw- let's give it the count of fifteen. Is that agreeable? And we don't want to go too far, just in case. This new have voice is wild. Sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't know. Uh, really, is it that different? It is, it right? Is. I'm not. Your normal have yeah. voice is much deeper. Well, I did. I I kind of like. I was thinking about it a little bit, and I was like, he is eleven. I don't think he's got that voice <laughs> drop yet. He is eleven. He's got to have room uh, to grow. You're right. Why don't we do have Cody and then Eloise. Actually, I've grown enough as a character <laughs> to, <laughs> to acknowledge that whatever Heb and I are without your presence, we tend to get into extra shenanigans. So maybe we should go Hebos, Eloise, and then me. Okay. I'll leave my stuff up here. Maybe I won't need it. Okay. Uh, no, absolutely not, Hebos. Bring your staff with you. <laughs> okay, fine, fine. Uh, just for the record, uh, Cody, upon hearing that they were doing a stealth mission, fumbled through the many outfits he brought for this weekend and has put on a black tactical turtleneck. So- <laughs> oh my god. Cool. Um, Hebos is going first. Yes. As you open the door to downstairs, why don't you give me a perception check? 18. With an 18, Hebos, you walk out of the utility closet and you don't see anybody in the hobby room or in the hallway as you keep walking towards the living room there's nobody in the breakfast nook as you walk to the living room you notice a very interesting sight something that you have never seen before oh all of the adults except for two are on the floor and they're arranged in a shape but you can't tell quite what the shape is 
kind of circular, not quite. They're, I don't know, it's a little bit hard to tell. They are all asleep. And above them is this spectacular, sort of in the center of the shape that they've made where there's an opening, there's just like dense fog. And out of that fog is coming all sorts of colors of lights and sparks and there's sounds that you've never heard before. It's not really musical, it's a little bit eerie, but also beautiful. Different me melodic sounds, different creatures. It, it's really, it's, it's a beautiful thing. The two adults that are awake are barely so. They are sitting on the couch observing this because they could not partake. Maggie and Richard Calloway seem totally zoned out, entranced in what they're watching, and just blasted beyond belief. <laughs> so, so drunk. Hell yeah. They do not notice you. I want to have a beer with Richard. Have is going to like, I'm assuming he's like peeking around the corner. Like, I, you tell me. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's peeking around the corner. He's going to like mm -hmm. kind of turn back and like put his back against the wall. And he's going to just go, oh, what the fuck? Um, all right. Looks pretty, pretty safe. Have we come down yet? You tell me. Yeah, I guess Heb will just wait there. He'll put a finger to his lips to the next person that comes Cody, out. Cody has his watch that he put on last episode and is watching the second hand. And when it gets to the 15 second mark, he cues Eloise. Eloise goes down the stairs. She's <laughs> already walked away by the time he goes to cue her. She she looks and sees, sees the weirdness that's happening in the room. And then she's gonna turn to Heb and say, you're a legitimate, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think something. Yeah, that sounds right. Can you go into one of their minds and see what's going on? Oh, that's a good idea. Let me, let me try. I know, try. that's why I suggested it. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, okay, all right. <laughs> uh, Heb is gonna peek around again. Um, I guess he'll go for, is his dad there? Yes, so let me explain who is there. Sure. Because there are some people that are not. Okay. The people that are there are Bertram <laughs> and Bernie Buckling, uh, the two gay men. Right. You never, learned, you, you never learned their names last time, but that's their names. Yeah, okay. Um, Hestia and Thomas Hart I, uh, Thomas Hart II's parents, who are Hufflepuff, high nobility, high society, whatever. And uh, Lucian and Pippa. And that is it. Oh, your dad's not there. Hermione, Ginny, Neville, and your dad, Hebos, are not there. You're assuming that it has something to do with the fact that they are still dealing with Luna's disappearance. Yeah, I was going to say, to be fair, they got, a, they got a lot going on right now. Mm -hmm. Okay, I guess Heb will try to try to do it on uh lucian roll me a wisdom check wisdom Straight. check 14 with a 14 this is what you see very similar to what you see in front of you dense fog sparks of light flashes of color sounds that you are not familiar with and it also feels a little bit like when you're flying on your broom but you don't have any control over it Hmm. It's it's fast and scary, and you're not landing. That's all you're getting. 
Okay. Um, Heb is gonna like wrench himself out of uh of that that mind. He's gonna just kind of breathe like super heavily for a few seconds. And he's gonna look back to Eloise and he's gonna say, "I honestly have not the slightest clue what was going on." Mm. I'll, I'll describe what it felt like too. He's, he's gonna say, "Uh, do you think do you think maybe they did like like drugs or something?" My my parents would. They would no. They would surely not. Cody is Cody there. Uh, Cody has is us still upstairs. He's zoned out watching the second hand go around on his watch, <laughs> and then he looks up and, and he looks up and he goes, "Oh shit!" And like he uh, heads for the the little staircase, but he does like a combat roll before getting to the. Cody has ADHD real bad. <laughs> I feel like Cody would also say the words combat roll. <laughs> yeah, he goes combat roll. He he has one of his ties tied around his headband like solid snake. Eloise, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eloise, and Heb can just hear him thumping down the stairs. And they're just looking over, like, <laughs> you hear like sixty pounds as it hits the floor and rolls off. Come He's on, the smallest man. one. Probably has the best decks for stealth and is just being as loud as possible. <laughs> anyway, and then yeah, I join them and I say. Sorry, I got held up. Uh. Yeah. Um, Heb, you want to fill him in? I'll fill him in. Heb fills him in. Cody is filled in by Heb. <laughs> Thank you. Facts. <laughs> Cody goes, well, that kind of sounds like something my dad told me that he did when he was, like, you know, younger. But I don't know. Do they have LSD in the magic world? Or is that, like... What's LSD? Oh, buddy. As you discuss the potential reasons for why Hebos saw such a thing, you all see something start to appear out of the dense fog. And I'm going to explain what that is now. It starts with just the head and it grows taller and taller until It is towering above even Hebos, about seven feet tall, very thin, almost elven-looking construct. However, rather than being entirely humanoid, you notice that this seems to be made out of, like, parts that you would find in an electrician's (gasps) shop. There's bits of rusted metal intertwined with translucent plastics of different colors, and exposed wires hang out of random chinks in between the parts which make up this construct. They're sparking and and glowing. They're not entirely solid as a whole construct, as if they aren't all the way here. It's like there's some sort of electric, rainbow, vaguely humanoid construct. And they rise up out of this dense fog and sort of look around. They don't have actual eyes. They have, like, screens. And they look around look at the three of you below them (coughs) and take one step forward 
take another step forward, kind of look at their hands, and I'm gonna need everybody to roll me initiative. What? Um, I got a five. Uh, that's a twelve for Cody on initiative, Rowan. I got a four. So you see, as we enter initiative order, you see the um the the construct finally is able to sort of uh, make a little bit of a sound, but it it's like it's really hard to get the sound out as if it's never really made a sound before. It's still kind of looking around, confused. Everybody, roll me a perception check. Okay. Ten. Uh, five. Three. Cool. So none of you see what happens. <laughs> but, but something uh, happens. <laughs> six, 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 uh, well, six, six, six. Gonna, um, okay, so here we go. Let me roll a thing here. So you do not see what happens, um, but or you do not see who is doing this, but what you do see is all of a sudden a plant of or more of just like a naked branch with thorns on it, um, which you would actually know from your classes to be the um, Ignis Laqueus plant, whips out towards this creature, but does not actually hit and is pulled back into the shadows. You don't see where it came from. And that is Cody's turn. What? Um, I think we should <laughs> run upstairs. I also think three eleven-year-olds absolutely would run from this. You, Andrew brings up a really good point. I, <laughs> uh, I want to stay honest too because we would not be able to have this sort of discussion. Um, no, that's true. So I think Cody is going to turn the head really quickly and like put a hand on his staff and say, fly upstairs, find somebody else. <laughs> find the adults, find somebody. And then I would like to cast, because uh, I've told Hebos to get in with that, and then I'm going to use one of my spell slots to cast jump on Eloise. So Why are you making me jump? So you can get out of here. I'm not leaving. What? My parents are in there. Ah, oh, shit, so are mine. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I think Cody, because, fuck, yeah, Richard and Maggie are... Uh, like, on a nearby couch, right? Yeah, they're staring in absolute horror at this. Oh, fuck. Um, Have not I... had the chance to do anything yeah. about it. Then I'm gonna... Uh, he is 11, but he, he is also very stupid. I'm gonna cast... Is there a way I could, like, prepare, like, just so I don't make the first move on this thing? Could I, yeah. like, prepare? Yeah, I want to prepare a produce flame cantrip. Okay. And just have it ready so that if it, like pulls anything so you want to you want to prepare that yeah i'll have that prepared cool just um like because it's uh you create a flame and you like hold it in your hand so like i just create the flame and hold it in my hand mm -hmm. and just like a very shaky <laughs> raise it in the air ready to throw it uh and that's my turn yeah uh hebos that is you uh yeah heb is gonna use his uh staff he's gonna swing his leg over it transform it into his broom and he's gonna zip down the hallway we're going to say that the broom acts as a fly spell. So that would make your flying speed 60. So you can go 60 feet. We'll say that that gets you. Um, that could either that could either get you up to the balcony or it 
would get you across the living room and into the master bedroom if you wanted to go there. That, um, I, that I think, is where we last saw Hermione and all of them. So I think Heb is going to avoid yeah. that and go the other way to the balcony. Yeah, Heb is going to fly towards the balcony in that direction. See what Great, he can see. You're able see. to get to the balcony. Go ahead and give me a perception check. Will do, will do. 12. With a 12, you see um, the children have all come out to see what the noise is. And there is oh, one child missing. Oh, what? <laughs> do I know who it is? Giuseppe, no. <laughs> <laughs> Giuseppe. My friends, I have been absorbed by the techno monster. <laughs> <laughs> Giuseppe, do you want baby. It ate me like a meatball. The force goes to Giuseppe. Like at the Olive Garden. You laugh, you laugh, but it, Giuseppe is the one who is missing. <laughs> okay, Heb, Heb has abandoned all thought of fighting a, a, a doll after that, and he's going to say, where did Giuseppe go? Have any of you seen him? They all sort of shrug. <sighs> all right. <laughs> uh, don't, don't worry about the noise downstairs. Uh, it's just the adult's potting or something but I, I'm, I'm going to go find him it's just just looking for a late night snack you know you know me <laughs> templa looks looks up at you and is like are you sure there's nothing wrong oh from the living room horrible like flashing of lights and like screaming I, it's all it's there's all fine nobody like choking or anything sometimes my dad can have weird allergic reactions to things uh, nope nope i'm oh sure the adults are taking care of it um just um so templa is like all right well kids let's go back into the room and and sort of yes yes thank them, you yes them back in uh is there anything you would like to do well actually so as a bonus action why don't you roll me an insight check unless there's something else that you would like to do yeah um I was gonna see if I can cast out my legitimacy to see oh, if I can find like hear Giuseppe's voice anywhere. Sure. Um... Mamma mia, I am being a consumed. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get that out of my head. <laughs> Giuseppe be like, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now that if you try to cast it out, what you're basically trying to do is like an like a locate creature but with your and yeah so it's going to be like a like probably a 25 to be able to do something like that mm, can't um, hit that that's totally fine i guess but just, you could you could do a perception insight that sort of thing to yeah try and... i'm gonna go for an investigation actually sure yeah you could do that that's just a straight d20 13 uh with a 13 you do see um, you have uh, it's a lower DC because you have a better view of the whole situation. Nice, nice. Over you're standing on the balcony, sort of looking over the living room, and uh, the, uh, you see a couple things. Um, you see obviously your friends sort of trying to figure out, decide how to engage with this rainbow construct, and then you also see in the other. On the other side of the room, sort of in the corner, hiding in the shadows, you do see Giuseppe, and you would be able to assume, surmise, 
that it was Giuseppe who had Plant tried boy. to cast out this uh, Okay. Alright, well, <clears throat> I used all my movement, so I guess I'll wait until my next turn. That is Rainbow Construct. So you see... That makes it sound a bit more pleasant than I think it is. You see this creature sort of look around following the trail where Hebos, that Hebos just made going up to the balcony is really confused by the movement and starts to get like sort of twitchy and angry and sparking a little bit more and is like shaking and then turns back around and looks at Eloise and Cody and then turns and looks at the larger people in the room, Maggie and and Richard, um, and is going to... Would I be able to, upon... Because I, I feel like upon seeing its attention turn towards them, Cody would try to throw the fire just to draw its attention. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, you had that prepared. Go for it. That's a 14. That's not going to do it, unfortunately. Fuck. Does it at least, like, get its attention? Um, roll me a persuasion check with advantage because you cast a spell. And then roll me a wild magic surge. Oh, right. Good. Thank you. Okay, so this is plus four. Um, uh, 19 for the highest one with advantage. Great. And then roll me your wild magic surge. 17. Great. Great. Yes. So you successfully do grab the attention of this rainbow construct, it turns to you and kind of looks at you, confused and enraged, and is going to go ahead and cast... Power word kill. Oh my gosh, no. Never. Well, not never. Is going to make an attack. You see this weird... um, For the sake of you know crunchy mechanic things this is fire damage but it looks more like electricity um as it sort of puts its hands together and is shaking and looks at you it's going to make an attack what is your ac oh it doesn't matter it crit Um, oh okay (laughs) (laughs) give it give it to me straight bro and how much damage did it do 18 fuck i have two hp left and that is its turn. Eloise, that's you. Okay, well, I had something I was going to do, but now I think I have to delay that. Um, I get an action and a movement, correct? And a bonus action. Action, bonus oh. action, movement. Okay, then I can do what I wanted to do. Um, the first thing I want to do is uh, cast... A healing word or consano on um on Cody. Do it up. My DC for that is one. Okay. That's a twelve. Okay. So how much HP does he get back? Six. Right on. Thank you. You're welcome. And then what I want to do? I want to try and cast the thing in herbology where you can conjure and utilize the cola shoe plant. And entangle the mm-hmm. creature. Great. Um, I believe that entangle is a save. I'm guessing uh, your spell save DC is 14. Does that sound right? 
Yeah, it should be, I think. Yeah. So it has to succeed on a strength saving throw. Let me go ahead and roll that. It got a 12. Hey. So it Yay. is entangled. It is restrained. It's next turn, it can use its action to make a strength check against your spell save DC to try and get out of the uh, restraint, out of the restraints. I still have my movement, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to run over to Richard and Maggie and shake them and say, run. Wonderful. Uh, it's actually <laughs> perfect <don't> timing. <laughs> no, uh, so it's their turn next. They are terrified. Um, and so they're going to listen to you, but their Maggie is going to pipe up and be like, are you coming? No. Um, I'm going to stay here with, uh, Cody. Sorry for the hiccup. I hiccup when I get nervous. Um, uh, I'm going to stay. <laughs> I believe Eloise said that in a moment. Just like this that was, thing that behind was, them. That was Eloise, not Rachel. Um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna stay here and take care of whatever this is. You guys just aren't equipped to handle it. I need you to go upstairs with the other children and make sure they don't come down here. Uh, I, I can do that. Richard, can you go and find another adult to help them? Maybe a magic one that hasn't made it in? And Richard's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I can try. And he starts making his way over to the master bedroom. They just step over Cody's body. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, they are going to take opportunity attacks. <gasps> However, um, they're just cool. So yeah, so it's going to have disadvantage, but it is going to get its opportunity attacks. I just wanted to make sure that it still got opportunity attacks. Okay. So it's going to take a swipe at each of them. Okay, first one misses. <gasps> Second one misses. Cool. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, and Maggie starts to make her way up the stairs from the foyer, and uh, Richard is able to make it into the master bedroom. And that is back to Giuseppe. From the shadows. Giuseppe oh, steps mommy. out from the shadows. Do not worry, friends. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't know how to make Giuseppe sound not cartoony. Giuseppe steps out from the shadows. He looks at all of you wide-eyed and says, What are you doing, Leaf? And then looks at this creature and is like, go back to the depths of the hell, whichever you came from. And yeah, Giuseppe. I like that. Is going to cast with advantage. Tell him his boss. Let's tell him to take the cannolis and leave the wand. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> uh, Giuseppe, you notice, holds out his hand. Um, and without speaking any sort of incantation, attempts to hurl a firebolt at this construct. And misses. Giuseppe, come on. It man. sputters out in his hands, despite the really cool thing that he just said. I and can that... see the, the look in Rowan's eyes can only be described as her making peace with the fact that her podcast might end at episode 10. <laughs> That's Cody's turn. Oh, great. Uh, we're in it now. Okay, well, I gotta, I'm gonna cast Produce Flame again at this thing while we have advantage. Actually, great. uh... Oh, we didn't roll with advantage! Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Still fucking misses. Aw, okay. oh, damn it. Let's see, I'm gonna roll... Tw um, 
with advantage. That's a dirty 20. That'll hit. That's a damage. Nice. Great. So you hit you hit this this rainbow construct and um, it sort of lurches back just a little bit and rears your way, looks at you. And that is Hebos's turn. Alright, I'm gonna fly down to Giuseppe, skirting okay. around this thing. I'm gonna jump off the broom, turn it back into a staff, twirl it, twirl it a little bit for, for flair. And I'm gonna say, Giuseppe, how how did you get down here? I wanted to see the ritual. I was I was curious, so I, I came down a, a while ago. I, it was sometime in the beginning of Talladega night. <laughs> uh, I see. By the way, we're not leaving. We're gonna make sure that we all get out of here. Oh, thank God, Hebos, you're back. Did you go and find some adults that know magic really well to come help us? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, thank you, Hebos. You found the Italian boy that was already here. So we're we're good now. I didn't know he could have been anywhere. Hey, what what is the matter with the Italian boy? That's There's what I'm nothing saying. wrong with being Italian. Hmm. Americans, am I right? Uh, Heaven's gonna cast uh, Thorn Whip. Thirteen. That's not gonna hit. Well, you rolled with advantage. I did. I rolled it. I have a plus five modifier, and I rolled an eight and a two. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. So you attempt, and similarly to when Giuseppe tried, it just narrowly misses and whips back into your staff. I like to think of it as like a branch that's coming out of mm-hmm. like tree. Yeah. Um, and that is, unless you have a bonus action. I don't believe I do. Okay. That is the Rainbow Construct's turn. It, I'm going to say turns around, sees that there are two others behind it, um, moves away from Cody towards Hebos and Giuseppe, and is going to attack Hebos. Hebos is the larger one. You're like only a foot under it. You're you're like the largest one there, probably. Is it still entangled? Just so I'm clear. It is. It is. It, it is uh, rolling with disadvantage. Okay, great. Uh, what is your AC? Pretty sure it's 11. It got an 11. Uh, I'm going to cast shield as a reaction. Can you cast shield on somebody else? Yeah. I think so. uh, We may have tried this before. Let me. I don't think you can cast shield on somebody else. Oh, it's just. That's so fucking lame. I'm sorry. Wizards of the Coast, I'm going to have a word with you. Uh, Hebos, you take four bludgeoning damage as it pulls out a short sword in an attempt to try and um, get out of this. Um, this like entanglement of of like vines. Um, instead of using its action to actually get out of it, it just swings at you with disadvantage. Still hits. Um, what did I say? Four. Yeah, four damage. Um, and this short sword, it looks like it's just pieces of scrap, rusted metal that look like they've been hastily welded together. And you have no idea like where it even came from it doesn't have like a belt that or a sheath or anything it just kind of like appeared almost as if by magic um and it is still entangled and that is its turn and eloise that's your turn in okay so i know in this sense expelliarmus is being used as gust Mm -hmm. do you so do you think expelliarmus is just being used as a disarming spell in this sense there's no damage being taken correct 
Well then, I think I want to try Thorn Whip now. Um, 15 is my first roll. 5 is my second. 15 just narrowly misses. So close, but not quite. Yeah. Okay. Do you have anything else that you would like to do this turn? I guess Richard's looking for people right now, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yes. And you also have your movement. I'm going to move over by Cody. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey. Hey, what's up? <laughs> I just figure we should be even on each side. Oh, that's good thinking. Yeah. Um, that is Maggie and Richard. I'm going to roll a luck check um, to see if Richard is able to get an adult. If we get below a five, we get Neville. <laughs> like, we'll I say um, <laughs> Neville Longbottom, 11, sir. No, we'll say 15 to 20 you get you get both Hermione and Ginny 11 to 15 you get um, Neville and then 1 to 10 you don't get anybody and these DCs will change as okay. as we go go further along but it's going to be a little trickier right now. All right, I really I, like these odds. I do I'll, think I'll it's funny. Neville. I do think it's funny that Neville. Neville is a lower DC summon. Just slightly. And that is an 8. So unfortunately oh. nobody nobody yet. Bruh. Okay. We forgot to do our uh, our funny rolls. Oh yes, <laughs> please do your funny rolls. <laughs> Roll your wild magic surge rolls. Oh for, yeah. For Thornwit, both of you. Uh, I got a 13, the... and my DC is 1 for Thorn Whip. Great. So it goes up to 2. And I rolled a 15. Great. And we continue on. It is Giuseppe's turn again. He is going to attempt once again with a different dice to cast out his firebolt. He's like, you're making me so steaming mad now. <laughs> Oh, you are boiling my spaghetti a noodle. <laughs> oh my god, he misses. Wait, yes. No, he does. He says advantage. Oh, he does have advantage. Yeah. If he misses again, bro. No. Bro, this dude is garbage. No, no. He is garbage. He misses. He misses. He has such good stats, guys. Okay, he misses. <laughs> what I'm, year I'm is rolling Giuseppe? What year is Really so badly. He's year two. Oh, okay. Um... You don't know that. I mean, you as you as people do, gotcha. but you as characters do not. This this firebolt once again just sort of fizzles out. It's like, um, th- isn't there a scene in Sorcerer's Apprentice where he's like trying really hard yes. to make like that magic ball in his hands, and it just keeps like not yes. happening? It's like it's like that. It's just like that. Yes. Um, and that is that featuring is my favorite turn. One Republic song, "Secrets," <laughs> from the hit movie Sorcerer's Apprentice. Tell me what you want. <laughs> oh. Thank you, Rachel, for taking me back to the summer before fifth grade. I'm like... <laughs> oh my god, you're such a baby! Oh my god. <laughs> Tell me what uh, you want to hear. That's, that's, can that be the intro and outro music? For you to, just no, unexpl- I, we, can, we can put it in somewhere, but I'm not going to make that... No. What? Unexplained. Unexplained. We don't explain it until like an hour into the episode. <laughs> it's One Republic starts like... Uh, uh, an insane person. <laughs> Giuseppe takes Eloise to the Tesla coil. And that's... <laughs> that's wow, the, the, core the... memory unlocked.
Okay, I'm gonna continue to do my thing, and, um, oh, fuck. There's really not a whole, um, I need to look up what this spell does real quick, uh, but there's a chance that I may be making <laughs> this situation a lot more scary. I'm, just to add on, oh, this is such a fucking mistake, but Cody's panicking. I'm going to cast Tasha's Laughter on, uh, the construct. Rictum Sempra? Rictum Sempra, yes. Uh, a creature of your choice that you can see within range perceives everything as hilariously funny and falls into fits of laughter if this spell affects it. The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or fall prone, becoming oh incapacitated and unable to stand up for the duration. Didn't we also try to do this to Nearly Headless Nick, too? And it had an equally horrifying effect. <laughs> I, I believe so. Uh, what? Uh, wisdom? Yes, and it has and to be a 14. 14? It Can fails. She do it. <gasps> so what you hear, I'm not actually even going to be able to exactly replicate. Um, all of a sudden, you hear a sitcom laugh track coming out of. You don't know even know where exactly it's coming out of because it doesn't really have a mouth. Um, but it does have speakers in various locations on its body, and you just hear like a laugh track, and it's just like. It sometimes it fluctuates in in um, pitch or in volume, but it is not stopping. Uh, and I'm this thing that... like falls like a little bit more. Um, it, it's already been like restrained, and now it's like sort of on its knees. That is Hebos. I'm gonna try to use some legitimens on this thing. Interesting. Okay. Uh, roll me wisdom. Do I have advantage? You do not. Mm, no, you do not. Four. You're not really able to get a read on this, on this friend. <laughs> but that we we can call that your bonus action. Oh, cool. Okay, then I'll cast Thorn Whip. Eighteen. Okay. That that'll do it. That'll hit. All right. I'm also gonna roll Wild Magic Surge. Ooh, just barely past that one with a three. Oh, I gotta roll my Wild Magic Surge, don't I? Um, yes. Let me roll. Damage. Damage is a six. Hideous. Okay, so this is defense against the dark arts. Um, roll that real quick. I have to beat a two. That's a ten. Great. Hebos, you are able to, this time, finally, after a few like rounds of practicing with Giuseppe, um, able to really smack this construct right in one of its like exposed points where the wires are coming out and rip them out a little bit so they're dangling and sparks fly out of the rainbow construct and do you uh, want to take your movement um or are you sticking i'll stick with uh, i'll stick with giuseppe that is the rainbow construct's turn it's going to use its action to try and get unrestrained unless is it incapacitated um it's incapacitated i'm not sure what exactly that like it can't take actions or reactions so that's gonna uh, mean that at the it, end of its turn it can make a wisdom saving throw so it's gonna so it has to do that that's all yeah. it, that's all it can do gonna make a wisdom saving throw needs to get a 14 or needs to get gets a natural four does not pass is still both incapacitated and restrained that is not good for it and that is eloise's turn so we're in the living room is there a fireplace in the living room? Mm -hmm. Here's what I want to do. 
I would like to grab the um, poker from the fireplace. And if possible, I would love to stab the creature with this poker from the fireplace. Give me an insight check. I rolled a 12. With a 12, you would... Or you would remember that this thing doesn't really look like it's entirely completely here. And so using non-magic items on it might not be as successful as using magic. So if I cast Hellish Rebuke, otherwise known as in Ingrepa, um, is that going to, is that a damage spell is that going to do damage no so that is it is but that's when damage is done against you you can use your reaction to give some of that damage right back i'm just gonna try and cast thorn whip again and absolutely just, and keeps this poker if it with works me it works today. 17 uh 17 hits. <laughs> three points of damage great damage is damage and uh, don't forget to roll the wild magic check mm-hmm Teacher, you forgot to collect the homework. <laughs> it's okay, I rolled an 11, so I did beat it. I'm up to a 5 now. It is now Maggie and Richard. We're going to roll once again. Now it is 13 through 20. The adults will come rushing in and will roll to see how many rounds it takes. And I rolled a nat 1. Oh, no. Oh, so it's Giuseppe's turn, right? <laughs> yes. So we're back to the top of the initiative order, and I would like everybody to roll me insight checks. A non-natural one. I got a 15. I got a nat one. Giuseppe and Hebos both have a thought and share a look, sort of have this thought at the same time. Hebos, you have the thought that it looks like first of all you remember from the beginning of this fight when this thing first appeared it looked like it was looking at itself for the first time like it was walking for the first time and and then suddenly it became aggressive and you're not entirely sure why but there seems to be some sort of connection there and Giuseppe turns to you and he's like it's a construct it's a It's very angry, and I'm not too sure why. I do not think that this is a form that it has ever taken. I'm very confused, but I do not know if what we are doing is entirely the right thing. Uh, I'm going to say maybe we should try talking to it. Yeah, talk to yourself, Rowan. Yeah. Giuseppe walks very slowly up to this construct, and it sort of like, um, like turns its head over. It can't completely wheel around because it's incapacitated. So it's just kind of looking over its shoulder at Giuseppe. It screens sort of like sparks coming out of the screens that are where its eyes are supposed to be. Um, Just and Giuseppe very slowly walks up to it. He walks up and he says Hey Siri And is gonna roll um, a persuasion check. <laughs> um, this thing does not respond. Instead, just kind of 
the sparks like flash again and it makes that horrifying like noise again and then kind of turns its head back around. That is Cody's turn. Um, <laughs> theory. Well, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Cody. Uh, well, Cody would see this, right? Mm-hmm. So I think um, he'll just like. I, I think he'll kind of like sense that this may be a bit of a losing battle. What is it? The eight hit hit points that you're at? Is that? Does that have something to do with it? <laughs> I'm gonna yell. Excuse me, um, big fucking scary thing. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to call you scary. I did, but um, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Um, but also, <laughs> oh just fuck! Like laugh track. Oh god, damn it! Uh, that's my bad. Maybe. Uh, why are you here? Who brought you here? Uh, roll me a uh, persuasion check. Come on, hot dice. Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. That's a dirty 20. With a dirty 20, the laugh track continues, but instead of this horrifying noise, it's almost like the horrifying noise sort of changes to like a like just the static of um, like white like noise? A, a radio. Yeah, white noise. Sort of radio in between stations, right? Mm -hmm. Starts to evolve from that into um, different like radio channels talking and then settles into silence, still with the laugh track going, but silence and then a, I don't know. That's all it says. And it's like very slow. It's like different voices. It's, it's almost as if it's patching together. Yeah. Word like, sentences from different people on different channels. It's like how Bumblebee it's talks the ghost box. in the Transformers. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, it's like the oh, ghost box. Oh, yeah, it's like the ghost. The that's spirit box. Oh, the that's creepier. Fuck. The spirit, yeah. Uh, and I think Cody's going to end his turn there. Hebos. Hebos is going to kind of take a cue from that. And he's going to say, well, we don't want to, to hurt you as much as you. we don't want to be hurt by you so maybe we can just put the weapons down he's gonna like put his staff on the ground like very slowly roll me a persuasion check <sighs> minus two charisma still a 16 <laughs> this construct rears over to you turns its screens to you um and you see that the sparks stop the screens die. It's still alive. It's still sparking. It's still glowing. All of these things. But the, the eyes kind of go dark. And it like thinks for a second. And then says. Don't know how to live. Heba's going to kind of crack a little smile. And he's going to say. I think we're all figuring that out. Ain't that the truth, brother? That was Kellen. I'm going to say that we are out of initiative. Um, so the adults at this point come running in. Ah, spoil all our fun. Oh, fucking finally. So they come rushing in. Um, Hermione is first on the scene and she looks around and she sees this construct and she's like, children, get back. What are you doing? <laughs> we stare at her. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's... <laughs> 
It's okay. It, it's not. We're not. It's not fighting or anything. That's fine. Uh, that's all right. I still want you to get back behind me, please. Chloe, uh, Cody is like singed. There's blood po- dripping out of his nose. He goes, "We've got it handled. We're all good here." Yeah. You know, after all that's happened tonight, I think Hebos will just kind of comply. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Like I think we'll get behind the adults, but I don't want to leave the living room. Is my dad there? Uh, yeah. So your dad follows along with Ginny and Neville. And what's up, Dad? Hello. Uh, wh- why aren't you in? Be- Holy! Oh my God. Yeah, it got a little bit complicated, I guess. It, yeah. <laughs> um. And then Jenny turns to Hermione and is like, "What is this thing?" And Hermione's like, "I'm, I'm not sure. I, I've never seen anything like it. This is why we were supposed to be at the ritual tonight." Damn it. What well, what are the other adults who are participating in the ritual? Like what's their <gasps> I what's their They're like, fine. Uh Hermione turns to you. They're fine, don't worry about it. They're fine. But it's a little bit their fault that this thing is here. So we are going to try to wake them up now. All right. Um I think it'd be funny if she just like started screaming at the top of her lungs. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> She casts a spell to try and wake them all up. I'm trying to figure out what that would be. I think she's just going to do like a basically thorn whip on all of them just to try and do like just a significant enough amount of damage to wake them up um, and explains to you, I'm so sorry that you all have to see this. In fact, it would be better probably if you would go upstairs. I have to hurt them just a little bit, but I will cure them immediately. It's going to be all right. That's fine. And then turns and just like starts to whip all of you, all of these adults. BDSM headmaster no! for today. Cody watches this happen and the seeds get planted, which will not sprout for another 10 or 15 years. <laughs> right? He goes, a, late, huh. a late bloomer. Cody goes, huh. 10 to 15 years <laughs> later, um, somebody is just telling uh, um, Cody, you're just a little freak, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Cody thinks back to this night and he's like, oh my god. Cody, Cody's like getting intimate with his college girlfriend and he's just like really nervously like, hey, like, what if like, just as like, for fun, you just like hit me? Like, what if we did that as like a joke? Come on, what it could we, be funny. It could be funny. What if we made it wrong? <laughs> no, but I want you to do it. So it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so all of the adults wake up and the the fog begins to dissipate and along with it this construct begins to fade from the plane the the material plane as it does so it gives you one last sort of like flicker and spark and says uh repeats what it said before i don't know how to live and then disappears the adults wake up um, Lucian and Pippa turn to you, Eloise, and Lucian glares at you and is like, What are you doing out of bed, Eloise? And your friends too? Oh, Hebba's gonna step up and he's gonna say, It was my idea. He rears his head towards you and says, I don't care whose idea it was. Eloise was supposed to be in charge of you all. And she has failed in that regard. Now, I would kindly ask you all to please get out of the living room because the adults are trying 
to do something. Oh, summon an interdimensional fucking television monster? Yeah, good job, buddy. Heba's gonna, like, look at his dad for clarification on these instructions. Uh, Pippa actually speaks up and is like, Inter- interdimensional? I'm sorry, what? What has happened? What has happened? Why are you here? What has happened here? Eloise is frozen because her father has yelled at her and she hates being reprimanded. Heba's just gonna kind of give an expectant look towards Hermione. <laughs> My mom's gonna kick your mom's ass. <laughs> like, like, um, like it wouldn't sound good coming from him, but he knows that Hermione's word carries a lot more weight. Hermione actually has walked over to Lucien and is not even paying attention to you. Oh, okay. And she says, "What you have done, Mister Shawwell, is summon some sort of creature from another plane of existence. And I don't know if you meant to do it or not. I came here tonight to." examine the ritual, observe the ritual, and see exactly what this ritual was for. And it looks like it was for something nefarious, which is what I thought it might be. So if you would kindly not be yelling at your child in front of me and instead be apologizing for what you've just put your child through, that will be all, Mr. Shorewell. Lucian looks up wide-eyed at Headmistress Granger and is like, I, I, I will not be sp- this in my ha- and then um, Pippa sort of squeezes Lucian's shoulder and is like it's alright dear it's alright and then turns to your um, and turns to Hermione and is like I am so dreadfully sorry um, headmistress Granger for, for this I this is not what usually happens at the ritual usually it's much safer much safer practice nothing like this is ever happened before and i and i assure you if you were to come next year and Ginny bolts in and is like next year absolutely not this is not something that is going to be happening again and the adults just start going back and forth and arguing um and during this time uh neville and aaron um sort of gather you three and giuseppe up and usher you upstairs and they follow you upstairs and they start to ask you about what you saw and what you went through and all of that sort of stuff so if you have any questions while the most powerful women in this world absolutely go ham on lucy and shorewell now is the time to ask the boys that have followed that have ushered you upstairs Eloise is trying desperately, but failing miserably, as I'm sure we've all been, um, to hold Aww. back tears, but she just, like, is- Would we notice? Like, would the boys she, notice? Just Can we fine. roll? Would the boys notice anything? I'm- well, like, you've seen me cry during Tech Week before, so I'm <laughs> sure you would notice. Honestly, I'm gonna say Hebos probably wouldn't. <laughs> Cody notices- Cody notices Ellie's crying and does what I did when I saw Rachel cry during Tech Week and just go, oh, fuck, um- are you? <laughs> no. uh, Cody is gonna uh, like stand near Eloise to comfort, but he knows better than to try any sort of contact. Smart plan. Um, Good plan. <laughs> uh, you all head upstairs into the the game room, um, and you all settle into the window seat. Talladega um, Nights is paused. <laughs> No, it's at the menu screen. It's just like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sweet Home Alabama is just like on repeat. Aaron, Aaron looks up at you and is like, "I um, I've never been invited to one of these before. 
so I'm not I'm not entirely sure um, what is supposed to happen, but I'm assuming that they don't try to summon beasts from other planes, generally speaking, on the solstice. Um, it seems like what was happening is they were doing. I, I'm not. I'm not really sure. Some sort of astral projection sort of thing. I've never really tried it. I've heard of groups trying it as rituals, hmm. as some sort of escape. It's it's really hard. I can explain it to you when you're older. But sometimes adults feel like they need to not be here. Um, okay. Have yeah. gonna like kind of look down and shuffle his feet, and he's gonna say. Does it have anything to do with what happened to Professor Lovegood? Uh, give me an insight check. Insight, nat 20. Got oh, a nat 20? Yeah. Yeah, all that action. Yeah, I'm gonna need that. Run him up. It seems like Aaron is very confused. Looks very confused back at you. He truly is not sure. Um, mm-hmm. You notice Neville behind Aaron starting to put pieces together in his head. And he's not saying anything out loud very purposefully. But he is figuring things out, and you can see um, sort of the gears turning in his head. I'll just kind of give him a as, look. As you ask that I'll, I'll kind of tilt my head at him. Neville Neville looks at the three of you and is like, um, I'm, I'm really very sorry that you've been involved in something like this again. I truly, this has been one of the worst nights. Um, and he's like trying to hold back tears, even though he's been crying like so much all night. Hey, well, uh uh neville actually no wait cody he, cody goes uh professor longbottom uh if it cheers you up this time we didn't kill the thing so like i think we're getting better at it you know oh god perhaps mr calloway perhaps um i i think you might be onto something hebos um Mis- mr remington I'm, I'm sorry um i think that there might be a connection here but i'm not I'm not entirely sure, and I and I don't want to give you information unless I'm absolutely sure. And also, I still, as much as you've been through, especially because you've been through so much tonight, I I want nothing more than to allow you the peace of letting the adults handle this. Heb is gonna nod a couple times, and I think the exhaustion of just like all the events that have happened is gonna finally hit him, and he's gonna just like let his forehead like plop down on his dad's shoulder he's just gonna say can we go home i've got something to say aaron uh puts his hand sort of up on your head and pats it um and is just like kind of stroking your hair as eloise speaks thanks dad if i may be frank professor longbottom she's keep in mind she's like just gotten done crying so she looks <laughs> if I um, may be gross frank. she's in a right she state a gross as well anyway um If I may be frank, Professor Longbottom, I'd say that the adults so far have done, pardon my French, a pretty piss-poor job of handling this, considering we have now twice been thrust into scenarios where we have had to handle it entirely on our own before you've come to our aid, so I'm not sure how much trust I put in all of you to wrap this situation up, but I'm hoping you do better in the future than you did tonight. In the interest of honesty, we didn't have Giuseppe last time. So that's, it wasn't just a system. <laughs> yes. Hey, yeah. Uh, Pardon me. We had a second year student with us as well tonight. We're, we're, we're moving on. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I was uh, happy to help. Um, <laughs> 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 Professor Longbottom um, 
looks at you, Eloise, and is like, uh, actually kind of um, is able to put a wall up. As Rowan, I will say, because I think it's really cool and I want you to know that this is very much like a, for him, like a Snape moment and um, like the way that you're speaking to him. And so he's able to just like immediately turn on his defenses. Um, he, he looks at you and and he's like, Miss Shawwell, I can assure you we are doing our very best. And well, if you don't mind me saying, you and your very strong, uh, very powerful father have a lot in common in the way that you speak. So um, perhaps in the future, you can be a bit more mindful of that, especially when you're speaking up to a professor. Of course, professor. I'm sorry. I, I feel we must have forgotten whose house we're in right now. She doubled hey, down. Hey, 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 she doubled hey, hey, down. <laughs> she's so she's so upset with her dad, but she can't take it out on her dad. But she does hate Neville. <laughs> so she can just direct it straight towards Come, him. Look, all right. We've all had a long night. And I don't want to get another friggin' detention. So, um, like, just awkwardly glancing back and forth between them. Neville. I'm just going to leave. <laughs> Cody walks out <laughs> of the room. Um, Neville, before you're able to leave, is like, none of you are getting detention tonight has been horrific on so many levels. And you've had to go through so much. Eloise, I'm sorry. That was rude of me. I should have considered what you've been through tonight. But please do know that the adults are trying, and we have failed you. We are doing our very, very best to make sure that we do not fail you again. And then he walks out quite briskly, leaving you all alone with Aaron. The homie. Um, so Aaron looks around at the three of you, and then looks at um, Hebos, and says, I son um we we can we can go home um yeah. eloise cody i'm not sure what the rest of your break looks like you're welcome to come and visit us um if you need some time in the country away from everything um uh, is gonna kind of pipe up he's gonna say might be a little bit cramped but i'm sure we have the space we, we can make them. Uh, and with that, a visit to the head house. We are going to do a time jump. Time oh! jump! We're doing a time jump. Um, it is now midterms. Um, oh, shit. So we are going to be rolling off mic for spells and things. Okay. Um, so you're, you're going to get some new spells. And we are going to end our session there um, and and pick up next time right at what midterms. A, what a sesh! This has been episode 10 of Roleplay in Living Color, part of year one in the Spark of Adama, an all-new original adventure set in the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Roleplay is DM'd by me, Rowan O'Connor, and features Andrew Len as Hebos Remington, Rachel Johnson as Eloise Ann Shorewell, and Kellen Cremines as Cody Calloway. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow our social media account at RoleplayPod on Instagram to get updates and other bits about the show. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a positive review or tell someone else about the show. 
It's not much, but it goes a long way in helping us grow in this early stage of the show's development. Thanks again for listening. Our next episode will be released on March 25th. Until then, remember, trans rights are human rights and J.K. Rowling can eat my shorts. Take care, and we'll see you all soon. Sounds like the um, riverboat scene in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. (laughs) We have no way of knowing. But the danger is surely growing! (laughs) 